Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to another episode of the One Year No Beer podcast. I am your host today, Ruri Fairbairns. Super excited today to be joined by one of our fantastic members, been through an incredible journey and um, joined us on the Complete Control program. Uh, we're going to hear a bit more from Gav. We're going to hear a bit more about his past experience and why he chose to come on Complete Control and, of course, where we are today. So, without further ado, welcome to the show, Gav. Thank you very much, Ru. Um, it's, it's really exciting to be here. And uh, in true Australian style, I will, of course, call you by your nickname because in Australia, we always either shorten or lengthen everything. And Ru uh, just rolls off the tongue much more easily. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm Gav. I'm 44 years old. I, uh, I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, I co-own an events business here. I live in Sydney, Australia in the beautiful northern beaches. Uh, I have a 14-year-old daughter and uh, a wife who I have been with for 24 years. Wow. We met when you. Yeah. Yeah, when we were 20. She's been through some... We've been through some stuff together. Let, 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 <laughs> That's it. Let me tell you. A year on our kind of grew up together. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, well, so, we'll touch on what the secret is to 24 years of marriage later. Um, oh, gosh. So. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. And do you want to give us a bit of background? You know, you mentioned about being an entrepreneur, but um, growing up in Australia. Yeah, perhaps sow the seed of your relationship with alcohol with a bit of background. Yeah, sure. So um, Australia, much like uh, the UK, England, Ireland, Scotland, we have a very big drinking culture here. Um, you know, as soon as I turned 18, uh, I was off uh, and drinking and binge drinking was certainly, has always been a big part of, you know, of, of partying and, and connecting. And, you know, and, and so, yeah, I, I think when I was 18 to sort of 20-ish, you know, it was, was not really a big deal. And then I got into clubbing and, you know, everyone was kind of doing that sort of thing. And, uh, and it was always something that I did sort of outside of the house. And, you know, when, when my daughter came along, I remember um, it sort of moving from being an outside of the house activity. There was always the, um, you know, the connection with other people and, you know, at the pub or um, at various functions and whatnot. But then I started to, started to drink more at home. Um, and then I started my own business, uh, 10 years ago and, uh, you know, and then it became something that I would never really drink during the week, but, you know, sort of come Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I was, you know, I, I found myself, um, drinking less and less with other people and sort of drinking more and more, um, by myself. And, and then, you know, I sort of got to that like age of about 35 and I was, I was thinking to myself, like, I really want to, I think it's time to sort of slow this down. You know, I'm, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. I need to really yeah. start to, you know, be a bit more mindful of, of my health. And, and then I thought, okay, well that, that's easy. I'll just, I'll just sort of, you know, cut it back. And I found that I, and I couldn't, and you know, it wasn't, 
you know, and I was never, you know, never an alcoholic, um, but it was, you know, it sort of got to a point, I'd say when I really started to, to think, okay, I need to, I need to stop. I went and went and saw the GP and I got some blood work done and she said that my liver enzymes were too high and I'm like, okay, that's not good. And she said, I want you to take a break from drinking. It was the first time I'd ever actually taken a, like a, a break from drinking. And, um, I think the first break I took was probably 50 days and then I went back, the blood work done, then it was good. And then I sort of got back into my old sort of pattern again. And I was like, okay, that's annoying. But, you know, and then I sort of just didn't really think about it too much. And then, and then I, I discovered um, one year no beer um, during this sort of 10 year period as well. I think I heard you on a podcast, Ru. And um, I was like, that sounds really cool. I'd like to sort of get into that. And I think the first thing I did was a third, uh, a 28 day challenge, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so I did that. And then lo and behold, I sort of got back into the same old pattern again. And then I did a 90 day challenge and lo and behold, guess what happened? I sort of fell back into the old, you know, the old recurring pattern. And then, um, come, well, I just want to say, I just want to say that, um, I'm sorry for that. And I say that because I genuinely, you know, although I'm extremely proud of um, having created these challenges, extremely proud of um, the work that we've done, I would say that a huge proportion of people like you um, go back to similar types of drinking. Um, And this is something that, you know, I'm focused on with all of my energy, all of my effort now, uh, and the resources of OYMB is how do we help people change in a more significant way for good? Um, and really, really go at that. Before you you carry on just on to the next bit, I just want to sure. touch back into something you said powerful there, sure. which was, you know, you were trying to cut it back, um, but you couldn't. You said you couldn't. So what did that look like for you? Um, you know, where where was the drinking at the moment and why did you feel like you you couldn't? I um, I knew it was bad for my health. Like I, I could just tell, like I wasn't, I was, you know, I wasn't quite as clear. I didn't have quite as much energy. And my skin was, was particularly bad. It would get red and blotchy and very sort of dry. And, um, you know, what a joke today. Really, I mean, you are looking as handsome as I've ever seen <laughs> you. So thank you, sir. It's very kind of you. Um, but yeah, you know, it was, my skin was, my skin wasn't great. And, um, and then when I realized, you know, I was waking up, um, I think the worst, the worst sort of time for me before I discovered complete control So. Sorry, I'll back up a sec. So I actually tried a number of things during that period to sort of, to sort of, you know, get it back to a level that I felt like it was comfortable, that I was comfortable with. And that was because I always felt like drinking was sort of a bit of an Achilles heel for me. Like I would miss training sessions sometimes and, you know, and I, you know, I wasn't quite as, quite as sharp or energetic as it could be sometimes. And, you know, and, and what um, I tried psychology, I tried psychotherapy, I went on a, Uh, four-day uh, Tony Robbins firewalk thing. Um, I read books, you know, podcasts, all that kind of stuff. So you were um, really seeking back then. You were really... I thinking. was. But you knew you know, what alcohol was the thing or you were just like, there's something going on in my life which I don't feel great about and I'm trying to make an improvement or you knew alcohol was the thing? For me, I felt for a long time that alcohol was holding me back from being yeah. the best version of myself I could be. Yeah. Um, it, it is, it is that simple, uh, you know, and I, and it was, 
you know, and it wasn't like I was drinking during the week at work. Like that was, that was like a off, you know, and then like come the weekend it was on, you know, and it was just this pattern, this habit that I really got into. And it didn't really seem to matter what I, what I did. I would have a break and then I'd get right back into it. So I knew, like, I knew there was something that was making me sort of do it. And, you know, and, and I, I didn't want to sort of say, hey, this is a genetic thing because for me personally, I felt like, you know, sure, that might have some play in there. But, you know, I think that for me, I felt like, well, that's that's probably a little bit of a cop out. There's got to be a way, you know. And for me, it was more around I really wanted to have control. And and that that was sort of the, the key word. And it was certainly, you know, holding me back. So all these things I did. You know, I think I was adding to my layers of tools that I had yeah. that I could kind yeah. of lean on. So, you know, I, I managed to, um, you know, and then I'd have like four days a week or, you know, five days a week where I wasn't drinking and then there'd be two big ones. And, you know, and, but I'd have things on those days that worked that stopped me from kind of doing that. But it wasn't, it was sort of, it wasn't really addressing the underlying problem, really. I mean, but in, in this part, you're saying, you know, you've spent quite a few years here, um, yeah. in this place of not feeling like you're your best, um, feeling like you want to change, trying to make effort. That's a lot of cognitive load. That's a lot yeah. of thinking and and also, you know, when you do, if you're trying to control and you fail at it in quote, mm. um, and you're like it's filled with blame and shame and guilt and, totally. and oh, what's wrong with me and why can't I get this? Yeah. So you're going through absolutely how many people are there right now so many so many and don't you know my advice to those people is it's that they're they're not very useful feelings you need to um it it's really try to not be so hard on yourself because i was so hard on myself for so long you know Uh, and i remember the first conversation that you and i had about complete control. You just said, you're not going to make any changes from a negative place. You've really got to come out at this from a positive, more positive angle. And I was like, you're the first person that's ever said that, you know? And I was like, okay, this could be really cool. This could be the kind of the change that I'm looking for. Um, and then at the end of 2019, business was looking really, really strong, right? And so my business is in events and, um, and then come 2020, March 2020, everyone remembers what happened in March 2020. Um, that's when the drinking really sort of kicked off. You know, it was like there was nowhere to drink. And I was drinking it way, way, way too much at home. And it was, you know, me and everyone else in the world, I, I, or everyone that I've spoken to was, you know, kind of similar uh, in that. And yeah, I, I remember hangovers going from feeling a bit nauseous and a little bit tired during this period to just like ha- hangovers waking up feeling really depressed and really anxious. And for anyone who knows me, that is the opposite of me. I'm a really positive, happy, you know, and I was like, this is ridiculous, you know, and I and I just didn't seem to, you know, didn't seem to be able to to stop it. And and then, you know, sort of end of end of COVID came at the end of uh, twenty twenty one. And then I was like, great, okay, now I'll be able to stop. But then I'd, I was, had so much kind of trauma carried with me throughout the COVID years and this really these bad habits and they just kind of followed me. 
you know, and I was like, oh my God, this is really bad. It's, it's not getting any better. And, you know, thankfully, I, you know, I sort of managed to start to put some of the, the, the tools back in place and, you know, and it wasn't affecting my work as much, but then I was just this grumpy, less, you know, I wasn't the best version of myself and I'm sure, you know, I, I certainly wasn't the best husband I could be or the best father I could be during this period. And I was, it was pretty, pretty dark time, right? Like it was, you know, it was pretty gnarly. And I just want to go, go into there, Gav, because- sure. I'm not surprised, right? You know, you, you run an events business and COVID happens and all of that is scrapped. I mean, you know, this is what we need to reflect back on because I speak to people every day and, and, and our team speak to people every day who are, you know, run businesses, run successful organizations and, and, and whoever, but they, they come onto these calls and they, most of them mention the pandemic uh, and the pandemic decimated our relationships with alcohol, right? Because it became this place where you know, you're on a screen like now. So it wasn't only the fact that you could sit in your boxer shorts and nobody would know, but you could also have a glass of wine under the camera and nobody would know, right? Yeah. And um, and so I thought you were actually about to reach for a glass of wine there. You, <laughs> you went there, yeah, like like now. <laughs> Put in that break from character, <laughs> cooling his nerves with a nice glass of wine. <laughs> Just a giant bottle of water, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's only, it's only a quarter full. I need to sort that out. <laughs> So, yeah, and and I think, you know, let's recognize this for everyone, for yourself, that this was a major, significant, traumatic event for society, for ourselves. Um, mm. And I think, you know, coming out of it in any kind of, you know, without expecting to come out of that without having significant step ups in our relationship with alcohol, with our patterns, with our coping mechanisms, these things like that. And we haven't been helped. Right, people have just been left to their own devices to figure this out. There hasn't been any really big healing thing. So I just wanted to, you know, say to you again, you know, this whole journey you've been on, right? Your the the journey of of trying to be better, of of trying to make changes into here, and then when it really stepped up in in COVID, you know, you had you had a choice, right? The choice is either to fall off the radar entirely or to do something about this. And you know, kudos to you for really trying to do something about it. So, um, yeah, that, that, that must've been an incredibly stressful time and you were using alcohol significantly. Were you, is it sort of stepped up to a daily thing like that or is it still? Yes. It was, yeah. I'd say, I think so. Yeah. Um, you know, and I was, I was just stressed out and I'm like, when is this going to end? And, you know, and I just remember doom scrolling the whole time, just trying to find answers, trying to find answers and, mm. you know, and I couldn't find any answers and then I'd get angry with myself because I was drinking too much and then I couldn't stop and then. You know, and then I'd hear these hero stories of people stopped drinking during COVID. And I'm like, I can't do that. And, you know, and to be frank, I didn't really want to. It was like a real kind of self-soothing mechanism for me. And then, you know, as we came out of the back end of it, you know, I remember in 2022, just being so like, this this is going to come back. This is going to come back again. It's going to hurt my business. It's going to hurt my family. If I lose my business, then I'm going to lose my house. And so all this kind of really kind of, you know, spiraling negative self-talk that sort of went and I thankfully um, started working with a coach, uh, an amazing woman uh, at the start of uh, 2022. And our focus was very much on helping me to change my relationship with alcohol and become the best version of myself. And um, she's an incredible, uh, she's a world champion martial artist. She's a cancer survivor. I have, you know, so much, so much time and respect for her and and um, we actually named my my um my drinking 
the drinking part of me, Andre, and Andre could become like a two-headed fire-breathing dragon or could be, you know, under control and sort of put away. So we were working sort of towards having Andre like a house pet rather than like a two-headed ravaging fire-breathing lizard. And um, so, you know, and we worked on that. Uh, we worked on it and we worked on it, you know, and we managed to kind of um, get a number of sort of more, more sort of tools in place and, you know, really started to double down on things like meditation and training and, and that sort of thing. Um, but it would still come up, you know, like, a, a, and, you know, weeks were great, weekends, not so much. And, and that's just sort of kept on, kept on coming. And I was like, right, 2023, that's the year for me. 23 was like a line in the sand. I was like, I need to do something significant this year because I'm, I'm worried that I'm not going to make it past 50 because we, I had an uncle who passed. Uh, he had an aneurysm. He was a heavy drinker. There's some other drinking history in my family. I had a, uh, an uncle who died from, uh, who got cirrhosis of the liver and then died of pancreatic cancer. So for me, this shit was real, man, you know? And, and I was like, okay, I've got to, I've got to stop this because for me, drinking seemed contrary. The way I was drinking seemed very contrary to the rest of the way that I was living my life. You know, I was training three, four times a week. I was eating really well. Um, I was meditating and then I, then I did this thing and I'm like, it's totally not right. Was it, was it gelling? But yet still, I didn't feel like I could stop once I had started. You know, yes, yeah. Like, and and that whole thing, where like, I'm sure you've heard of lots of people saying, "Oh, I just have one or two, you know, and then one or two, as we know, it stops your prefrontal cortex once you get past that two, especially if two's that big, right? And you just stop making proper decisions, and you just roll back onto that train because you're chasing that dopamine hit, right? Yeah. And uh, and so you know, and then it sort of came to the start of 23, and, and me and my coach said, right, I gave. You need to lose some weight. I did. I needed to lose, you know, probably about ten kilos, and um, and let's let's have ninety days where where we eat right, train right, don't drink. I did a meal plan for for two weeks, two blocks of um, six weeks. Lost a bunch of weight and then stopped drinking. You would never believe what happened at the end of ninety days. Where came back again. Drink. So there's Andre, two headed fire breathing dragon, right? And I'm like, man, again, again. I'm like. God, I'm so tired of this roundabout. I'm so tired of being on this. It's not fun anymore. It's just not fun anymore. And I just didn't feel like I had the power to kind of stop it permanently. Um, you know, and so there's again, that, that piece there, Gav, is there are so many people in that loop um, taking years and years and years and years of doing a bit of dry Jan, doing a bit of sober October, trying to, and, and trying lots of things. I mean, you've said you've worked with coaches, you had different meal plans, you've and tried all of these things. And yet this thing just kept coming back and kept coming back and kept coming totally. back. Um, and I think there's an awful lot of people stuck in that place right now. And um, this is why <laughs> I can't wait to share more about your experience from complete control yeah, so that we sure. can help people see how different it is. But um, yeah, talking about that, I mean, obviously in each of these times, did you feel like you were progressing? Did you feel like you were making step forward or did you feel like you kept going back to step I, one again? It was weird. It was like a step forward and a step back at the same time. It was like like I was putting together a puzzle, right? Like I, I had a lot of the pieces of the puzzle worked out. So like, you know, on um, 
you know, I would have days where I would absolutely meditate, absolutely train on those days. And then those days were easy. You know, I, I like drinking wasn't really a part of that habit. Like the, the habit loops that I, those days were really set. But then it would come to say Friday night and, you know, I was drinking more, more than ever. And so I would miss training on Saturday and, you know, I'd miss meditation on Saturday. And so in some, in some ways I was getting better, but in some ways I was getting worse, which made it even more frustrating because, you know, I consider myself an intelligent person and I wasn't able to intellectualize my way out of this problem. I was trying to think around it and think around it and think around it, but I couldn't get the last pieces of the puzzle together. I just mm. like, I didn't have the tools, you know, I didn't have the tools and I, but I kept on trying. That was, that was the key for me. It's like, you know, like I'm reading a book at the moment called the obstacle is the way, right? And you yeah, just got to right, keep Oliver. finding a way around it. You just got to keep, you know? And so I was determined that 2023, I would make some significant changes because like I was thinking, I don't want to be that fat red dude sitting in the corner, you know, who, who's feeling miserable for himself. Like I've got an amazing life and I'm really, really blessed and fortunate, great family and friends. And, and I was like, I'm not going to let this thing like hold me back anymore. So what do I need to do? Yeah. It's incredible. Like, um, I remember cause I was on your mailing list from when I'd done the challenges before and I got your emails and like, I was reading them going, Oh my gosh, this, this might be it. This might be our, this might be the thing that, you know, that I've been looking for that can finally sort of get Andre in his box. So I had that first bit in, um, you know, in, in 2023, I was determined to make a change. And, um, so me and my coach, we sort of worked through and, uh, I had the first 90 days of the year off, um, of alcohol. And then lo and behold, I got back into it. And then I got started to get the emails from you guys because I was on the mailing list from when I did the challenges before. And I was like, this complete control thing, it sounds really intriguing. You know, and I was like, I, I need to find out more. So I jumped on the website and it's funny, we're talking about the whole court guilt and shame and that kind of stuff before. I'm like, do I really need to do an eight week program just focusing on, you know, on how I can change my relationship with alcohol? And it was like, and I, I, I'm amazingly fortunate to be involved in a men's circle that I do every every other Tuesday. Uh, one of the other things I did was an eight week uh, meditation and mindfulness course, and off the back of that fell this this uh, men's group. And we catch up every other Tuesday. And I was talking to the guys. And I was saying like I'm thinking about doing this course. It's an investment in time. It's an investment in money. Um, should I do it? And they're like, Gav, like 100% do it. You know, we've been with you on this journey from like April last year. Um, you know, just do it. And I'm like, okay. And then I spoke to my coach and she's like, please Chank, do it. I will, I will, of course, Root. And then well, you can thank my wife later. Um, and then I, I said to my wife, I'm like, what do you think? Should I do it? And she said, absolutely. You have my, you have my backing. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. So I spoke to you and it was, you know, probably the easiest chat you've had with someone. And I was like, yeah, all right, let's do it. So, and I tell you what, buddy, it was one of the, best decisions I've made, I think, you know, I, it has a uh, complete, I, I am calm and in control, you know, and, and it's the first time I've ever felt like, um, I, I'm in control, you know, I am in control of this thing, um, that I had been trying so hard to, to get under control for over a decade now. And, um, 
it's nice because I can talk about it without crying now. But um, but you know, it was it was huge. It was huge for me. It was yeah. It, I'm really really pleased that I that I jumped on board and and I did it. Well done. I mean, thank you, and I'm so glad you did. So um, let's talk in, in a bit more about the experience. So you 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 know obviously you hopped onto this call, chat about the team. Um, what was it like in in going into the into the program? Um, tell us a bit about the early stage of of sure. complete control. It was uh, it was interesting. It was the first time I've done any kind of I'm going to call it professional study um, for since I went to university, which was twenty twenty four years ago, um, yeah. and was a little bit little bit scary uh but really exciting you know and as soon as i got on the call i'm like oh my gosh these people are like me you know they're people with energy they i can tell they're clever um they you know they're all successful you know and it was like a cohort of like-minded individuals that have the similar a similar kind of struggle to me and instantly i thought oh my gosh i don't feel like such a freak anymore you know, I feel like I, I'm I'm cool. I'm I'm alright. This is cool. There are other people, you know, like me, and there are a few of them like I, I bonded with like instantly. Um, yeah. But I love like the the fact that there was it was a really well structured uh, program with the right amount of uh, of work. So you you definitely felt like you were learning and progressing throughout. And I also really liked the fact that. You know, it wasn't just about changing your relationship with alcohol. If anything, it was about changing your relationship with you. And that was, that was what I needed to change. And nobody was able to tell me what I needed to change. You know, like week one awareness, you know, I learned stuff about myself. I've never, never really studied myself, but I learned stuff about myself where I just had so many aha moments. I'm like, oh, that's my personality type. Oh, that's why I like having people. And, and drinking with them and that's why we have to sort of you know do that thing and I have to make sure that their drinks are full but my drinks are full all the time you know all that all that kind of stuff oh that's why I'm so impulsive you know I, I was a 74 on the impulsiveness scale and I'm like that's why I make decisions really quickly which is great in a lot of areas of life you know like it's great yeah. when you when you run a business and you have to be able to make decisions quickly but it's not so great when you're at a bar doing shots of tequila at three o'clock in the morning you know like that they're not the best kind of impulsive decisions to be making you know so i, I think that the early part of the course were um really interesting and my um i think one of my favorite things from the course was still lives here on my finger so this is my ura ring and yep. um i loved i loved the technology side of things like i loved having data that was proving the changes that I was making were having the correct impact that I wanted to uh, on my body. I remember seeing going from drinking that first couple of weeks to not drinking and my sleep scores going from like 60s to 80s. Yeah. And the thing with alcohol is that we've been lied to for our whole lives about what it does. Yes. Um, you know, it um, it is the worst form of stress relief there is. It's, <laughs> it's 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 the worst <laughs> it's terrible and like and that for me was the biggest aha moment from the entire course i remember i was working with one of the coaches one day and i was saying this is the pattern where i drink you know i said i might have a couple of drinks on a thursday night and then come friday i have to i feel like i have to get drink there's a compulsion there 
And come Saturday, it's the same. I have to get, it's not drink, I have to get drunk, right? So Friday night, Saturday night, I have to get drunk. Sunday night, I'll have a couple of drinks. But those two nights, like binge drinking was like, it was just part of my my vibe. And she goes, Gaff, this is what's been happening to you for years. And I've had this conversation with so many business owners, entrepreneurs, executives. Stress goes like this across the week. It goes up, 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 up. You need to do something to stop that stress from happening. You need to self-soothe. And I just went, why didn't anyone ever tell me this? <laughs> you know, like why? And that was, and I could see it. I could see back years, Bruce, you know, like big event. Like what happens when you're at a big event, finish the event, you know, you get wanked. Yeah. You know, and then you know, that, why do you do that? Because you've been so bloody stressed out and you've got to do something. And so, well, no deal is like, no, it was always you've been bloody stressed out, but you haven't done anything about the stress. Uh, you just let no. it continue, continue, continue. And so we're reactive to our stress rather than proactive and there to mitigate it and using tools and techniques to calm our central nervous system. And I think, you know, that's the big other compelling part, right? The 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 first beat device to, to show people very clearly like that impact on their central nervous system and, and the states that we're getting ourselves into. And then you're like, so now do you see why you're drinking? You know, <laughs> now... Now is it obvious to you about what that is? So yeah, I'm glad you had that experience. Yeah, you know, Tony Robbins didn't say anything about that during his course, funnily enough, and nor did the psychologist or the psychotherapist or any of the books I was reading. Nothing had that in it. And I was like, what a simple, you know, thing. And, and I'd actually been meditating on and off for 10 years, but I'd always used meditation as more of a band-aid rather than a preventative solution and so um since the course started i've actually I've meditated every single day since and that has had a profound impact on on my life um you know i i, yeah, I haven't skipped a beat for 125 days and um yeah at, at least once a day usually usually twice a day um and if i feel really stressed out it's that breath is now my go-to you know it's like um, I've also, um, I've added a, a few other cool, cool things in there. So I do, um, sauna and ice bath is my other thing. And that is like, you know, it's like you get a buzz. It's like a buzz from getting drunk, but with none of the downsides. Yeah. Like, and you just feel terrific, you know, after then you sleep like a champ and you know, there's a, there's a lot of, lot of cool things, but yeah, I think. Yeah, for me, the tech stuff was brilliant. Like I loved the, the whole first beat thing and then having Glenn talk us through like what, um, here's what here's what I've observed over what's been happening with you. And then, um, you know, and for me, like I, I'm a, I'm a brewer obsessive now. I, I have to look at it every single morning when I wake up. Oh, how did I sleep last night? I got a 91 last night. <laughs> good man, good man. Let's pause just for a brief moment. I just want to share with you some of the heartfelt feedback from our incredible Complete Control community members. Listen to this. I, I don't know how I signed up. I think I just got an ad on Instagram and just got a whim, just hit the button and did a call and then signed up and didn't really consciously think much about it. And then after that, I was like, what did I just sign up for? Wait a second here. Like far exceeded my expectations. I'm usually extremely skeptical, so I don't know how I even signed up in the first place, but whatever it was. Um, so it's just amazing how like the transformation that I've seen and even the drinking part is just kind of the super, it's, 
it was the Achilles heel, but it's kind of just the superficial problem. And it's like, once I kind of clear that up, there's so much more possibility and, and, you know, the exploration discussions with Gary, with Candace have just been so powerful and kind of, they both kind of focus on a different area. And then with Glenn kind of looking at my data and with my co cohorts or classmates or, you know, it's just been just, everything has just been so powerful and kind of supportive of, you know, completing the whole picture of how I do this. Um, so just really grateful and, and, uh, yeah. And, and, and also just feel more grateful and not only just for all of you, but just, just in life in general, it's just a little bit more clarity and peace and calm and, and, and so forth. So I am incredibly grateful for this entire program, everybody on this call and everything that we were able to experience. Um, I think that it delivered more than I expected. Honestly, I, I, like I've said before, I've done a couple of like challenges and different things. And I think that this beyond, um, examining my relationship with alcohol and making, I think pretty good strides in, in, um, staying alcohol free. Um, I think it taught me a ton about myself and how to like examine my habits and my thoughts and those kind of, um, patterns and ways to, ways to approach the things that worried me the most in this, in this experience, um, have just been invaluable. I think I'm leaving feeling, um, in stronger in general, more self-aware in general, and, um, just really more anchored in who I want to be and what my values are and how I can, you know, take better steps to achieve those. So it's been fantastic for me. And then again, the, our team, I, I really, um, appreciate all the feedback and support from every single person on this call, but my cohort as well. It's been great. So I love everybody that I've met here. I have loved the program. I am not uh, an emotional person like this, but this has changed my life. It, it, it has given me a life. Um, and there's other things I need to do too. Um, but I don't have to do a clock call anymore. So thank you. It's been an amazing journey and a very, I appreciate the professionalism. Whenever I feel the stress, I, there's, there's something that I can go back to, to everybody and the sharing from everybody and the professionalism of the program. So I loved it and I've grown a lot. So ups and kisses. One word is transformational. That's a word that's been bandied about for decades, but in this, it is absolutely accurate. If I was to use one word, this was a great investment. It's not, it's not self-help, it's self-realization. It's um, super powerful, but it, it exceeded my expectations or maybe it was Sharon who said that, um, uh, or maybe I'm exceeding my expectations and I like that. I mean, the program has been hugely, I'm hugely great for some program. I think the journey of, for myself has been amazing. I mean, I remember telling, I don't know if it was Candice or Gary, the first three or four weeks of the program, I was like, I can't stop thinking about not drinking. It's just, it's in my head. I'm ha Every day I'm thinking about not drinking. And it's it's like now I'm not even thinking about it. You know, it's just like my life has sort of 
stepped on. I'm excited about the future. Um, things are looking good. Things are looking good. I just love sharing the things people are saying about our complete control program. Okay, let's get back into the episode. And so going through this program, you know, I loved what you said about instantly coming in and finding a group of like-minded people. And again, that's such a powerful part of it. You know, really, we're trying to design it. So you come into the room and there's a group of people who you either respect or admire, right? They're business owners, high achievers of people out there doing great things. Um, And I think it makes the conversation um, very different. So, uh, and what about, you know, going, so we we spoke a bit about awareness and then, um, you know, there was into the the heavy week, the following week after that, where we start talking about our past experiences, was there was there much insight there for you? You don't need to go into great detail, but yeah, did you find nuggets there where perhaps again, um, through psychotherapy, through traditional therapy, through things like that, you probably hadn't come across before? Um, there were there were a few for sure. Um, I think for me, I was a bit lucky because I cleared some of that stuff earlier. Um, through doing the psychotherapy and that sort of thing but there were certainly some Correct. things that you know that hadn't really hadn't really cleared but that to be honest like all that stuff feels like it feels clear now like I feel you know like you know unchained yeah if you will you know and amazing and um yeah so going through this journey so what, what do you think is the main the main differences having come through this journey as, a, as opposed to um, what you've been doing before and, um, you know, where are you now? Sure. Um, so today's, uh, 105 days alcohol free for me, um, which is a personal best. So I'm, uh, I'm very pleased with that, but it's funny, you know, I actually don't look at it like the way I used to look at it before. It wasn't like get to day 100 and then go, yeah, booyah, let's have a party. It was more like, okay, cool. I feel amazing. Um, let's keep going. You know, and then sort of, you know, the, the silly season's coming up. I'm like, yeah, I could drink if I want to, if I want to, you know, but it's not like a, I, I like the fact that it's not like, it's not saying you don't have to do something, you know, that has brought like certainly been periods where, you know, going out for drinks and that sort of thing and, or going out to a beautiful meal and having some wine and that sort of thing. Like that's, that's really nice, you know? The, the stress drinking was awful and mm, really yeah. damaging to my health. And, and I will never go back down that road again. Like that door is closed, locked, bolted, and Andre is, you know, hid in the backyard now, right? So, um, and <laughs> I... Um, Andre, the, the <laughs> guinea pig. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, so Andre is gone. You know, it, I, you know, I will... I love the fact that, um, you know, if I choose to, I can have a glass of wine if if I choose to, but it's a choice yeah. now. Like yeah. one of the big things that I take out as a post-it note on my desk, which says uh, alcohol-free is now my default position. And it takes bravery to have that position because it is completely contrary to the way that most Anglo-Saxon countries live, right? We spend $6 billion a year advertising alcohol. So try and avoid those messages. It's impossible, right? And particularly, there's this social conditioning piece as well. How do you celebrate? How do you mourn? How do you, oh, you've just, you know, got a big deal of work. Great. Go buy the most expensive bottle of wine and drink it by yourself at home. Yeah. You know, I, I think for me, I discovered that although, you know, you can buy whatever you want, but the cost is way too high. So it's not about the money anymore. You know, it, it, and it's, 
it's funny coming from like not having any money when we first started the business to, you know, having a degree of success and being able to get whatever I want. But now I'm like, it's the furthest thing from my mind when I, when I want to, when I, when I want to celebrate, you know, and I, and I love the fact that that, that has shifted and it really does feel like it's shifted, you know, mm-hmm. and that's super exciting. What do you think is super the, exciting? Think, I mean, it, it, we have guests on the podcast who say, oh, I'm 105 days alcohol free. And I think the skeptics might be like, oh, well, you're feeling good now, but how do you know you, you have this control? But again, and I hear the words, what you've just said is you're like, well, no, I know it's, I just know it's different. So I guess maybe, you know, what is it that makes you know that it's different? How do you know that you, you, um, have this place? And in a way, thinking of the encouragement to others, right? Because people are often listening to this podcast, people don't want to be, um, alcohol free. I, 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 Mm. I'll say that just carefully is that, you know, this is really why it's called complete control because what people want is they want to be able to control their drinking. Um, yeah. And they get they 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 try and try and try and say, oh, maybe I never can, and I'll have to be alcohol free or something like that. So I guess you know, for somebody listening, is what makes you certain or what makes you so sure that that you have this place now um, of control? I think uh, two things. I kind of had my final hurdle the weekend just passed. I went to a wedding, which had beautiful wine and champagne and cocktails and and a whole kit and caboodle. And I just wasn't wasn't interested because I had other things that I I wanted to show up for on Sunday, you know. And that to me is like free booze all night. Yeah, let's go. You know, but that, that thing just didn't didn't happen, right? You know. And the other thing that's changed for me is the purpose behind drinking, right? So for me, I was drinking because I was stressed. Stress will always be there. It's just a part of life, you know. That's just you know. But it's 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 managed now. And I won't go, I've had a really stressful day. I just won't walk down that path and go, I've had a really stressful day. Let's go to the bottle shop and get some booze and just, and like obliterate, you know? Yeah. I just won't. Yeah. Because I've, that's, I've decided not to do that. I've decided I want more for me, my family, my loved ones, you know? And once you realize that you're not, giving up something that you're gaining something it's a dynamic it's a like a paradigm shift right it's 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 a completely different dynamic to the i'm losing something exactly you know, i'm losing something by not having and this trying to how much am i gaining onto it yeah exactly uh, and uh, you know, how much am i gaining in that as well it's like it's it's a mindset shift that happens during the process um, that puts you into the place where that cog- the majority of that cognitive load is eliminated because you've got more attuned to yourself, like what you really want. And we've removed a lot of the 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 bullshit marketing, the bullshit yeah. stuff that you've been preconditioned with your whole life and, and helped you realize that actually most of this is just nonsense inside your head. Yeah. And th- what you yeah. really want is this over here. And so that means it's it's not this desperately holding on to alcohol free it's not desperately trying to control it's not any of those things it's just not cognitive load um and i think that's the most powerful thing we're trying to do here so um yeah uh what i love what you said stress drinking that element has disappeared for good for you so that's amazing um what would you say to somebody thinking about coming to do complete control 
I would say just go ahead and, and do it. You've got so much more to gain from getting a handle on this than you do to lose. Once you once you change that mindset of I'm losing something to how much can I gain, you will go like it, it, you'll notice that shift within yourself and go, man, I'm glad I did this. Like you'll finish that course and go, boy, am I, I'm so, I'm so pleased. And once other people start to notice, you walk into the room and go, man, they've changed. There's something different about that person, you know, but it's because you, how you feel about yourself, you know, you, once you kind of, it's, it's a tricky one, right? Alcohol is very, um, because it is such an in heavily ingrained part of, of what we do with, there's so much fear associated with uh, with changing something that you feel like you hold very dearly to you, you know? Yeah. But once you realize that it's not your friend, it doesn't have your best interest at heart, and then complete control can give you um, what you've been looking for because you've found this podcast for a reason, right? Um, you know, I think taking that that next step in the, in the journey um, is, is really important. And it, it, you have to... It's not like going to Alcoholics Anonymous. It's not like saying, I'm an alcoholic, therefore I will never drink again, right? It's different. It's saying, I'm changing my relationship with alcohol because I am in control. So if I choose to drink again at some point, it's on my terms. Yeah. You know? And I think that's the, that's the difference. That's the difference. What, 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 what haven't I asked you that you, that you want to say? Is there anything else you'd like to add into your experience or, or the outcome? Or I think it's a, an absolute travesty that we haven't been taught in other ways to manage our stress more effectively because I think that um, for a lot of people, like there's just this underlying stress of, uh, of living in the modern world with you know with social media and with financial pressures and and that type of stuff and you know i think like learning to manage your stress like i think meditation is one of the best things that if not the best like to me it's as important as brushing my teeth yeah you know because you it's like it's like that mental hygiene and you know it's it's something that i really think they should be teaching in school and it should be part of every school day for every kid of every level because you know life's getting more stressful not less mm. you know and i think um yeah i think t if you're if you're sort of sitting on the fence about you know um whether it's one of the one of the challenges the the 90 days the 90 day challenge or a 30 day challenge if that seems like too much or, or complete control just go ahead just do it you will not regret it like you will not regret being um, in control, being a better version of yourself. You know, like I've I've dropped ten kilos, skin's best it's ever been. Um, I feel amazing, absolutely bossing it at work. You know, that's I just yeah, it's funny. It's like one of those things where we say, "Oh, I wish I had have done it ten years ago," and I'm like, "Well, this was where when it was supposed to be." You know, like exactly. I was I had to do all this pre-training before I could do the. You know, the complete control mini Olympics of self-love. That sounds very funny, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Amazing. <clears throat> yeah, good for you and well done. And, you know, you're you're a guy who's choosing not to drink in the events business. 
um, or more importantly, choosing to you know control or get to a place of control in the events business. I think there's a lot of people out there in that industry who would say, oh, you just can't do that. It's just so thick and, and, and part of the industry and everything else. But they say that about every industry um, when they when they come on the podcast. So yeah, you, you just mentioned that you're bossing it at work. Would you say it's given you some extra performance having come through this experience? Yeah, um, it's funny. My coach goes, how many pro athletes do you reckon binge drink every weekend? None. Right. So, you know, if you're a pro business person, pro entrepreneur, pro executive, whatever, how do you think a performance de-enhancing drug is going to make you perform, right? Like you sleep better, you're less stressed, your heart rate's lower. Um, how many metrics do you need to go off to just go, this doesn't do what it says on the tin? the opposite it, you know it does <laughs> I hope one day i hope one day it does um it does have what it does on the tin i hope it does say this is a depressant it will cause you to feel yeah. anxious and depressed possibly suicidal and causes lots of cancer blah 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 blah, blah. but uh, yeah we're working on labeling <laughs> yeah well, mate good luck with that how, how much did we say they spent on advertising in 2023 six billion dollars yeah, you know, so I, I think it, I think yeah. it's a lot more than that. I think globally, it's a lot more than that. Is that is that really? They probably just spend that in Australia, mate. To be honest, I think that's just. <laughs> I think that's yeah. I think it, I think it's nearer two trillion dollars globally um, by the alcohol industry. So, um, whoa, the stats wrong, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's a lot of money, which <laughs> equals a lot of influence, you know. And and I think it's really nice to see the the younger generation coming through in Australia. And um, drinking's become less of a thing. Um, and there's definitely becoming, you know, alcohol-free options. And, like, if you are trying, to, like, if you're in the events industry and you're trying not to drink, no one knows whether you've got vodka, lime, and soda in your glass or just lime and soda. Yeah. Um, you know, and and those alcohol-free beers look exactly the same as the other ones as well. And no one cares after they've had two drinks what you're drinking. No one. No, Exactly. You've just got past it then. Nobody cares. Keep going. Um, yeah, it's amazing. I did have one thought as well, actually, and that was um, when I have tried to have breaks from drinking alcohol in the past, um, how I've kind of started to get momentum. And the, the, first, the thing I found was once I get through the first two weekends, it becomes way, way easier. Because for most people drinking, you know, is a sport that happens on the weekends. So... Yeah. You know, if you can kind of find some other cool stuff that you like doing to replace it um, during those sort of first weekends, that's cool. If you're feeling brave, ice bath is incredible. Ice bath and sauna, it, it will just like, it'll scare your nervous system and like you will feel. Bath is huge. Absolutely. Huge. It will. Anything that can circuit break you, you know, and stand up comedy is gold as well. Yeah. Like listen to something you find really, really funny. Um, you get little surges of, oh, I wouldn't mind a drink. They last for about 15 minutes. Um, surfing the urge, we call that an incomplete control. And, um, yeah. you know, and then once you kind of get through those first two weekends, you go, hang on a sec, I can, I can do this. You know, it, it makes it much, much easier. Exactly. Good tips. Thank you very much. Um, <clears throat> please forgive me, but I'm, I need to rectify my numbers. I don't know what a trillion is, but um, it, it, <laughs> it's a big number. It's, it's nearly... <laughs> It's it's one one. I can't even say this number. It is one thousand nine hundred billion. 
it doesn't go to tr a trillion at 1,900 because a trillion is a, is a million billion or is it a billion billion? Oh, I, I'm no mathematician I either. I'm good at talking. <laughs> but, 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 but 1,900 billion market size. I don't think that's their marketing size, but yeah. Anyway, that's huge rent. stats. It is crazy, right? Enormous, enormous global industry. Um, Listen, Gab, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Um, I really hope that this encourages others to um, come and check out what we've got here. And I think the biggest thing for me, which drives me so much, um, is like what you're saying. There are so many people out there who are trying and trying to stop and they're getting caught in a loop. And, you know, great. I think many people do. They, they get to do a 28-day challenge and then their relationship with alcohols change forever. And some people do a 90-day challenge and their relationship with alcohols change forever. And then some people, you know, do a little bit longer and their relationship with alcohol has changed forever. But if you're in any way caught in a loop or you feel like you've tried this and tried that and tried this and you're, it's taking now time, um, then that's the reason to come and check out Complete Control. Yeah. Because there's other things going on to figure out. Because that loop is absolutely exhausting. Exhausting. Expensive. Exhausting. Exhausting. Yeah. Painful. Emotional. Yeah. Awful, horrible, awful, awful, horrible. Get off the loop. <laughs> get off, get off the loop. Um, <clears throat> as I say to so many people, you know, the loop is is the loop is really choosing. You know, when you when you say I'm going to go it on my own or I try and do something, you're choosing to invest your time. You're choosing to try and figure it out yourself. I'm going. I'm going to read some book. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try and figure it out myself. Well, whereas <clears throat> the idea here is that you know this is the well, what we consider the world's first program to help you understand with exact clarity what's causing it and trying to make those shifts. I don't know of another program that's integrating technology, using the tools that we're using and, and doing it anywhere near the way we are. So, so, and, but, the, but it costs money, right? But the idea there is you stop investing time. Now, which one of those two is finite? Is money finite for you or is time finite? And that's the mm -hmm. thing. You can choose which one you want to, to spend so if you're sick of spending your time on this, um, then um, come and check out Complete Control. Gav, thank you so much uh, for coming on and sharing your story. You know, this is people. This is what everyone is looking at. They're listening to these stories, stories like yours, and trying to decide whether to come on this journey. And you know, this one super powerful podcast I know is going to help a whole bunch of people go. Do you know what? I'm going to go on that journey, and it will transform their lives. So, and and you know what it's like, right? The, your family's life. The, your relationship, it's, it's had a big impact on all of your life. All of it, all of it, you know, and I haven't missed a training session and, you know, I've been feeling super healthy. Like if you're just thinking about doing it, just stop thinking about doing it. I know I sound like a Nike ad, but just do it. Just do <laughs> just it. Just do it. <laughs> Good man. Thanks for coming on the show, Gav. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.